Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. I'm Guy. That's John. We're on YouTube. We're on a podcast. It's in the description below. Glad you're here. Hit like, hit subscribe. What's up? How we doing, people? Wednesday John, afternoon. I- Let's go. <laughs> I love that. That energy. Uh, I thought I would start the show off today with a, a quick little trivia question that I think will set the tone for our Trey Lance and even our Draymond Green discussion. Do you know who is the leading tackler through one week of USFL football? Uh, good question. I, I saw a headline that Doug Peterson attended a USFL game. His son is a quarterback. Okay. I think James Peterson, so it wouldn't be him. Nope. Maybe it's Michigan State tie-in here, former Reggie McKenzie pick that went belly nope. up. Nope. Uh, smaller school guy than the Trey uh, Lance? Nope. Nope. As big a school as you can get, John. Uh, some failed pick from Al- uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Oh, no. oh, you almost said it. Ha ha, Clint Dix. Oh, oh, nope, nope, nope. Ruben uh, Foster is leading the USFL in tackles. Are you serious? Ruben Foster. I thought that was a good way to start the Trey Lance conversation today. You know. Once upon I would, a time, remember when the night was like, then they moved up and they got Ruben and they manipulated the draft and it was incredible. And now he's leading the Pittsburgh Maulers in tackles with 12. Yeah, they didn't just manipulate the draft. They had Peter King in the draft room and he said, and rightfully so, I mean, it was widely considered, I mean, one of the better players in the I, draft. I, I thought it was a great draft. Two of the top five players on their draft board are now on the football team. Remember that? That was a big, like. They got two of their top five oh, players no. on the board. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe it was like two of the top three or something. It was it was some outrageous like, and the second one obviously went pick thirty one. Pretty sure the next pick went to the Saints. Still, their starting right tackle, but uh, that's a different conversation. Uh, I can't imagine if healthy, Ruben's one of the better players in the USFL, right? I mean, <laughs> nine solo. I mean, yeah, he's the best tackler in the league right now. So, but don't you think like just if Ruben Foster's healthy, he's just he can't might be, be any f- first round picks who, who actually, when people watch him, went like, oh, yeah, pretty good player in the NFL, right? His rookie year. I wonder Just, what that uh, nurse thinks that he screamed at. <laughs> or the person who discovered that he'd snuck somebody into his hotel room after an issue with that person. Yeah, that was a problem. Uh, with the 49ers. <laughs> so, John, a lot going on. I mean, today, this morning, we had the uh, the first piece of Trey Lance news of the day was. The story from uh, the tweet from Rap Sheet, Adam Rappaport, Ian Rappaport. I don't know who Adam Rappaport is. Ian Rappaport. That's not the Barstool golf writer, right? No, it's uh, Daniel uh, Rappaport. Daniel, yeah. Uh, Ian Rappaport. Niners have received inquiries. Several teams looking into potential trade for Trey Lance. Conversation have been the result of the Niners fielding calls, not making them. Teams are aware that Brock Purdy is likely the future starter. Apparently, uh, Florio said they talked about uh, – him with the Vikings at the uh, combine lock and forest said just to be clear they're hoping against hope that some team is willing to give them something any sort of value for Trey there's no teams clamoring for him it's the opposite they hope someone solves their problem for them anyway so you think the Niners are really interested in trading Trey Lance well let's just ask a question before we even get there 
who would want this out? Like, who wants this with the draft right around the corner? I mean, we're almost eight days away, a little less than eight official days away from uh, the first round, which doesn't impact Trey Lance uh, and the trade value. But, like, who would want it out that sniffing around? Because it's obvious he'd be available, right? You could call, like, <laughs> you know, for the right price. He could be definitely be had. But who wants it out that, like, people are kind of interested? Doesn't it make sense that the 49ers would kind of want, like, okay, a couple teams kind of vying for services or willing to take a flyer on this guy, right? Because to me, that's my number one take. 49ers want it out. Trey Lance has some people sniffing around. Right. And, all right, who else would want it out? His agent, maybe, right? There's a world where his agent would want it out. Like, we've not gotten a fair shake here. Uh, I would love for him to just go play for D'Amico. I would love for him to go play for Rand Carthen. I would love for him to go play for the Colts, whatever, right? That could be another scenario. It does feel, though, with agents when it comes to quarterbacks, and maybe it's he's not good enough to do something like this, of like, can you trade my client so he can go start somewhere? Is, is he in a weird spot where you can't really pull that card? I don't think he could, but I'm just, let's just I want to get every possible scenario on the table because I'm with you. Like, it feels first and foremost like the Niners would want it out. Um, from a timing standpoint, why would they want it out now? If we said the who, what the why? Well, the draft is coming up next week. The other piece of timing that I think is interesting is what happened this week already. Brock Purdy showed up on Monday to the 49ers facility, right? Like, if you were considering trading Trey Lance, one thing you'd have to feel good about is Brock Purdy's health. Well, so is Purdy playing rope-a-dope when he said on his Buffalo Wild Wings call that he could be out for the season? I think Purdy's just a humble guy who doesn't want to take it any more than one day at a time, John. <laughs> okay. He'll be slanging burgers like uh, he never got hurt. Well, what, was, was, that, was that Kyle, you know, in the chat GPT AI thing, you know, talking for Purdy? Maybe. It was Kyle just telling him what to say. But I don't think it's – if it's the Niners – then to me, it's not an accident that it happens after they get a look at Brock. They go, all right, things are okay with Brock. Are we comfortable if we get an offer trading this guy next week? For We'll get to the offer in a second, but let's just start to your point. Are we comfortable trading him? And what happened a year ago when Debo Samuel allegedly, or didn't, told Jeff Darlington, I want to be traded? The Niners were at- <laughs> repeatedly were like, we're not trading him. Yeah. He is not getting traded. That's not, you know, we haven't, there, there's been no counter report from Peter King that says the Niners aren't interested here. Remember what was the trade? It was like uh, the Niners had to give a second and the Jets would have been willing to give pick 10 for Debo. It, it actually wasn't a great trade. Oh, but, that's right. You know, yeah, the yeah, Niners yeah. Were like, fuck you. That's right. But I, I would say this. If we assume it's the Niners, which if you put the puzzle, the piece of the puzzle together based on just, uh, some evidence that's out there. I think it's fair to assume that. Trey's in major trouble. Trey's clock on this team is ticking. And it's ticking fast. And whether that, you know, it takes two to tango. And even if you know Purdy based on the couple days you've been around him now, you feel good about where he's headed. You're not just going to give Trey Lance away. I think that would be pretty stunning, right? If I told you that on draft night they traded Trey Lance for like a fifth and a conditional pick or something, right? So if he's good, maybe you get like a third the following year. I just don't see that happening. But I'm starting to lean that like maybe they are maybe they don't believe in him. Because I 
there have been people, and I think Grant has been one of the most consistent people around the 49ers that has just been adamant. Like, they don't believe in Trey. Like, they're telling you everything they need to know. Like, they don't even like this guy. And listen, from a football perspective, like a scout's perspective or a coach's perspective, welcome to the league. Like, welcome to the NFL. Right? No one knew George Kittle. Like, you think the 49ers thought they had some fucking star tight end when they drafted George Kittle? And then a year and a half later, they knew they had a stud. Like, that's the, isn't that the way sports kind of works, but specifically football? Because so many young guys play right away, and you just kind of know. You're like, God, this guy's, this guy's good. You know, we're into this, right? And things change, and it, it can go the other way fast with poor play or injuries or whatever. Like, the Eagles were like, yeah, we're interested. Let's take this guy in the second round. A year later, it was like a work in progress. A year later, they give the guy $175 million. Like, in the, I would say the NFL of the three major sports, baseball takes the longest basketball can kind of ebb and flow because guys are so young. I think football kind of plays itself out the fastest, right? You're just, you're good, you know. There's, there are rare stories of like, you know, it took Devontae Adams a couple years, and then by his fourth year, he was a superstar. Like, that's kind of the outlier situation. Most guys like T.J. Watt, Nick Bosa, Miles Garrett, you just go around the league. Look, look at the stud players, just even good quarterbacks. By the second year, Jalen Hurts like, this guy's getting a couple years starting for the Eagles. It was clear. Yeah, now, yeah, it might not yeah. go. No one thought it was going to be as good as it was this year. But, like, two years ago, I was like, this guy's going to get some time now. Right? And, and that's the thing with Trey. However you want to criticize, like, the Niners, the offense, Trey's limited playing time, whatever, we're here. And when you're here, just around the NFL, even if, whether it was the Niners, whether it was the Vikings, whether it was Tampa, you know where this usually goes, and it usually goes away from just riding, especially when you're good, right? Well, that's the classic part of this, right? The it's not you, it's me part of it for the 49ers. It's possible because there's always these debates. Do they hate them? Do they love them? Why have they turned on them? All that stuff. Let's just come up with even a simpler scenario, which is this, which John Lynch has said. Yeah, what we all have said. What's obvious to everybody, Trey Lance needs to play if he's going to have a chance to get better, right? And if the Niners think Brock Purdy is better than him, which the well, they evidence do, they do. shows right. overwhelmingly he is, right? At this point, he's the better option. And they, they've admitted that they think that, too. Like, That's right. We've seen it, and they've said we think that. That's right. So if they're looking at it like, okay, how could Trey Lance be good? Well, he's going to have to play. Well, is Trey Lance going to play here? No, he's not going to play here. So what do we do? Before you even say we love him, we don't love him, he's not what we thought he was, blah, 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 blah. It could be as simple as, yeah, we like him, but we don't like him enough to play him over this other guy who we like more. And if he's not going to play here and his uh, uh, fifth-year option is not something we're going to pick up after the season, if we no. no longer view him like he could be the future quarterback, then his value will never be as high as it is today it will only decline the less he plays for us now we talked about it like what is it about this now that changes the perspective of holding on to him until october because that's something we've talked about it it, it like to me it is risky and we'll get into compensation the reason i wouldn't trade him for a fourth round pick in part is i might need him whether i think he's the quarterback of the future or not i might need him to play football games for me this year that's what the 49ers recent quarterback history tells us but they're also they take risks. Like they try to walk this fine line between disaster and NFC championship games. And if they trade them, like next week, they've got one healthy quarterback on their roster and he's never played a snap for them. Yeah. I just think anytime that you're doing, you're trying to balance a long term and short term investment, you just, 
there's an unknown, right? Like I own Tilray, this weed stock, because I thought weed was going to be the future. It's not. It's struggled. It's a Canadian company. It's a disaster. Well, I'm in for about sixty grand, but when you look at my brokerage account, it shows that my the, the, the is I only it's like eighteen thousand dollars. So I'm minus. You this know, is a savings account. <laughs> a lot of money. A lot of money. So right now, if I had, if you put a gun to my head and I had to have the eighteen grand, I would have to sell it and I would lose whatever thirty eight grand. Right, but who knows? Maybe I write it out and I get it all back and I break even. What if it quadrupled? I don't know. But like, there's just unknown. But that's part of like you can ride this thing out and it can get worse. Because if it gets beat out for Sam Darnold, that value of what it is today, which is still level some hope, some optimism, the future, immediately gets cut in half. So there's always a balance to playing that, and that's just part of life. And I, I don't care whether you're investing in stocks, whether you're drafting football players whether you invest in fucking real estate, like you're going to win some, you're going to lose some. And you don't really know till certain things play out. And, and part of it is, I think there's an element. I, luck is probably the wrong way to put it, but like if they have an offer on the table right now, let's just say for a fourth round pick, they might look back in a year at the trade deadline like we should have taken that, right? And it's fair to go like, I'm going to ride this out and see where it goes. Because ultimately, like I don't need the money right now. They don't need the pick. If they did not have a pick in the draft, you'd be like, yeah, I'd probably trade Trey Lance. See if you can get like a third and a fourth, you know, a fourth and a fifth or what, whatever, right? But yeah, they do Brock have some picks. If healthy right now, it might be. If Brock was healthy, I would say he'd probably get traded during the draft. But, but I also think that, gets back to what I just said, is let's use the Minnesota example. Clearly that one specifically was centered around and would have to be some cousins for Trey Lance, right? You take Cousins, the contract, we'll take this flyer for a couple years on Trey Lance, and we'll pivot off it because Trey Lance wouldn't beat out Kirk Cousins. Absolutely zero right. shot. So you wouldn't trade him to just sit. And then right? pick up and not pick up or pick up his fifth-year option without having seen him play. And they'd already talked about, like, this is probably Kirk Cousins last year on the Vikings. Right. And there were rumors that, like, you know, the 49ers sniffed around Kirk Cousins, so it kind of all makes sense. And I think with the 49ers, once they got some clarity on Brock Purdy, they're like, no, let's just... Because part of taking Cousins back is he does make a lot of money. It's a pretty right. complicated transaction. But I do think there are other teams that would fall under the uh, umbrella of, like, should they be interested in this guy for cheap? Because I, I don't think – if you and I ran a team and we were just quarterbackless, wouldn't it be great? Like, could we get this guy for, like, a fifth-round pick and just see? Why, why not? What, and then worst-case scenario, we don't pick up his fifth-year option and we just didn't even give up that much besides some money that we have to spend. You know, in baseball, it's like – this owner's pocketing all the change, even though like the A's don't make any money, but you know what I mean. In football, I always like this owner just not want to spend the money. No, they actually pay all the players, like all the team salary cap, like no one's salary caps are like 95 million. Right. You just kind of pick and choose. Like, is this worth investing in? Should we pay Trey Lance $8 million of a salary, whatever. And, uh, and yeah, yeah so the I Cowboys and the Bucks and the Colts, it's all the same. Yeah. So, you know, Sorry, I finished that thought. Yeah, I mean, that's – and maybe the 49ers – maybe Kyle believes that I don't think that he can beat out Sam Darnold, so let's pivot now before that ends up happening and his value diminishes. Yeah, or eh, it's about the same. Maybe it's that simple. Eh, they're kind of the same. So if we could get a second-round pick for Trey, let's do it. You know, I mean, it, it could be that simple. Like, not necessarily he's going to lose the job to Darnold, just – yeah, I'm fine with either one of them. 
So if one of them has value, let's take advantage of that value. The other reason to think it's the Niners that want it out there is when you go back and look at the the verbiage of Rap Sheet's report, the conversation have been the result of SF fielding the calls, not making them. Okay. Who would care about that piece of information? Trey Lance. Yeah, the, the Niners would care about that piece of information. If you were the Bucks and Jason Light and you leaked that news to Rap Sheet, you wouldn't be like, now let me make it very clear. I was the one that called them. No, you wouldn't care. You don't the, the Colts don't care. D'Amico doesn't care. Rand Carthen doesn't care to make the point. Like, just to be clear, I'm the one calling them. Like, Ian, this matter. is how I want you to sculpt the tweet. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> They've been calling us. Even when we were on vacation, it's like, we like this guy. We're not even interested. Stop calling us. We, we got to listen because that's our job, but it wasn't our goal. It's like, yeah, yeah guys, we get it. I put and my I, phone away during family time. I only answered because they called me. I don't blame them. Like, sometimes you miss. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. It's football. The best part about this sport is you can pivot fast. The best part about the 49ers situation, this historic haul that they gave away, in, in a weird way, has not had negative ramifications when it easily could have. Could have been devastating to Would trade all that. Off if they'd done it and traded Mac Jones and drafted Mac Jones right now? Would they be in a worse situation right now? Well, yeah, because I think he'd be good enough for like them to keep riding it through it, you know? But he'd be bad enough that we'd be like, we d- you didn't even take a swing here. You just got a guy that you could have got at the end of the draft. Be a lot more negativity. You traded all that for that guy. Yeah, yeah. I think there'd be a lot more negativity surrounding the whole situation. There was a lot of vitriol when it was just like, is this really going to happen? <laughs> like fans, I mean, part of Mac is right. He plays at the biggest, you know, at the time, they were definitely the premier program. He won the Natty. It was People had watched him play like this. They're going to draft this guy? Right. It wasn't like some unknown. Because who knows? Maybe there would have people would have been like, you're drafting this guy with Trey, but no one had seen him. And... and I do think there is a major difference. I mean, there is of just fucking pulling up some YouTube highlights and just, you know, four out of the 12 weeks of the season. Like, yeah, watch, I watched this guy play a bunch. This guy stinks or this guy's awesome. Right. You can't do the press conference. Like the, the perfect, what you're looking for is Mahomes, Josh Allen, legs, arms, mobility. And then four days later, draft Mac Jones. Third overall. Right. No, which I guess we're getting the Niners press conference next week. Right. A John, at least a John Lynch presser next week, Monday. And usually, usually Kyle's with him, uh, but who knows? That, that's the one risky part. Like, if they were to leak this, they do have to answer for it. Like, this is probably the first couple questions coming whenever he sits down, right? Well, they've Are already gonna... said we're open to any trade. I'll. I would trade. I would trade. Uh, Kyle would trade uh, John if he could, right? So I could die tomorrow. Way. We all could die tomorrow. We Meteor. all could die tomorrow. <laughs> um. Trey Lance, we love Trey. You know, we're looking forward to a competition. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. How hard is it really, you know? Little this, little open and close a water bottle, and that's a press conference. So could they could they actually get anything for him? What would it take to trade Trey Lance? You're not unloading him. He's not a malcontent. He's not demanding a trade. He's not particularly expensive for a quarterback. You do... Have, as someone in the chat said, how could you think you're not going to need him when you played Josh Johnson in the NFC Championship game last year, right? So, like, he is a safety net, blah, 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 all of that. 
You're not just giving them away for a you've, fifth. You've already paid the bonus. He already knows your offense. You might as well keep working with him. I, I think there's a lot of ways to justify it where if we don't get a top 50 pick, which I can't see happening. I, I cannot. And when I say top 50 pick, that, that'd be somewhere between like 40 and 50, right? Because you're not getting like a – you're, you're not, not going in the first three. round. So, you know, some pick in the second round, you could even just argue the entire second round because people trade around. I think you'd probably have to do that because I, I do think you'd have to bet. On my stock analogy, I, I had a decent amount invested at DraftKings, and it was another one that kind of fell. It's come storming back, and I'm close to even. I mean, I, I'm at $24 is what I basically own it all at. It was down to 12 and I'm like, this thing could go down to like 5 And it is today like $22. And I'm like, I think the right move is if it hits $24 and I'm just even take all my – just get out, you, you won. And I wonder if you can think about it like that if you're the 49ers. Like, there's a very good chance if someone's willing to offer us pick, let's just say the way trades work out, pick 60 for Trey Lance, that in six months, if Darnold beats him out, Purdy comes back and he's our third, and it was up and down during training camp, and obviously he didn't even win the backup job, that he is now worth pick 200. You know, we're just going to give him away for a sixth. So there's a value of, like, ideally – He's worth something to us in the offseason on the, on the chance that turns his career around, becomes the starter, takes the bull by the horns, and fucking looks sweet. But we think that's such a small percentage of happening. Do we just take the kind of the bird in the hand that we look at as like kind of a close to a bald eagle based on his resume, right? Because his resume, I think a team would take some heat like if they gave up a second round. Like, you better be pretty good. Like, think about players that go for second round picks, like Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, usually that quarterbacks Matt Schaub once upon a time like you get starting quarterbacks sometimes that are backups historically for like second round picks Alex Smith the guys that would get the least amount of heat are Rand Carthen and D'Amico Ryans D'Amico would would get the least amount of heat right because Houston has two first round picks so Houston is the one I think that could now their second round pick is the 33rd pick which is actually in this draft the 30 Second, second pick of the draft yeah, because Miami forfeited their first rounder two almost retired historically uh, like one of the best you know the Nick Chubbs the Debo's they go right Derek Carr's they go like right there can you do this trade I guess you just do it for value but can you ch- trade him on draft night for pick 60 like let me rephrase that can you trade him for pick 60 on Wednesday or do you have to wait till the second round and kind of know like all right pick 60 there's something there we kind of like. I just think pick 60 never gets traded till draft day. Yeah. So. Unless it's like, uh, I guess sometimes with a player, right? If I trade, you know, a veteran player, you know, like Jalen Ramsey got traded for a third round pick. That pick is a number, right? That pick was 74, whatever where that arbitrary number is in the draft. It feels like this situation. I, I guess, yes, definitely possible now thinking about it. I'd be a little stunned if it didn't happen until draft night. Because part of it, if you're a team, do we take a quarterback? Do we draft a quarterback with one of those high picks? Well, is Houston going to trade back from number two and not take a quarterback? I mean, I think rumors are that Houston's just going to take a player or two if Bryce Young goes one and not take a quarterback. Because hasn't and then they take learn, like, a why player force 12? It, build your team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, to me, that's where you can go, is 33 a little too rich? Yeah. But... 
I know the guy. I like the guy. Let's just play him. We can't get a we can't get a prospect like him at 33. If you're the Texans, right? You're like, we can't get a prospect like him at 33. And let's let's just give him a year. D'Amico has coached against him. I think no, knows had, the knows the offense. Knows, right? I think D'Amico has kind of the that's right. Knows some of the offensive staff. I think D'Amico's got enough rope where he could like no one would. The, the Heat would not get turned up to 10 on D'Amico if he traded for him. I agree because not a great draft. So you go, well, it's not like there are a ton of first-round picks at 33. We get a guy. We basically get a two-year window to mess with him to see what he's got. And we already know him, the person. I do think the 49ers, I think they would trade him yesterday for pick 33. Yeah, I think so too. I agree. And I think, and like I said, I think it's risky. I think it's a little, just in the sense that like you might end up putting him on a football field this year if you keep him. I haven't thought it was going to happen. And I know people have talked about it. It's been a talking point. I don't think we've hammered it home too much beside this. We've just kind of been saying consistently, it just makes sense to write it out based on that we didn't think they were going to get much. I do think that trading him now in a week is on the table. And I don't necessarily – I didn't think I believed that. Till once you start, like, well, these reports are coming out. And like you said, now they've seen Purdy. I bet the doc's like, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. You know, you start – you already like Sam Darnold. A couple years ago, you've been following his career. I mean, they're fucking signing Panthers left and right, defensive coordinator trading for McCaffrey. Like, <laughs> they feel the, the Panthers got a bunch of uh, under, you know, valued assets that they've taken. So maybe they just – maybe they have moved on. And it's just, it's just an, you know, a, in a weird way, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault, right? He, he didn't pick himself. They picked him. It was a risky pick just based on his limited playing experience. His school didn't play, the whole situation. But, like, there is an element with him around that just creates a constant story, right? It, it just does. <laughs> It's consistently just one of the bigger stories. We even said it was one of the bigger stories at the owners' meetings, like Trey Lance. Like just getting asked about Trey Lance. It consistently stays one of the – he's a way bigger story, for example, than like Zach Wilson. I, I never fucking see anything about Zach Wilson. It's like Zach Wilson is dead. Trey Lance is still like a store. It's still like this churning thing. Yeah. You know? And, and once Brock Purdy's healthy, the Niners then would have – what I, without thinking about it, the most famous third string quarterback in the NFL, either Darnold or Trey Lance, like third string quarterback, even though they got to their third string quarterback last year, is I'm talking about one of these guys not being in a unit in pads on game day, right? You could say that's a waste to have Sam Darnold or Trey Lance in street clothes on game day. Yeah, the only reason it's not is because, like you just mentioned, everyone's just going to go back where you you could lose seven quarterbacks. And right, and which is why I I would not trade him for a fourth round pick. I probably wouldn't either, unless they just they're very very confident. We're like we missed on this pick. Yeah, that's true. And we've seen him in practice, but they've seen him every single day. And been I could him like him, and day. I think I think you would be doing uh, it'd be like gross negligence to not trade him if. And I don't think this pick would even be on the table. I think the the Texans would try to give you like two thirds, but like for pick thirty three, I think you would have to do that deal, right? Yeah, or you could see it being like Trey and pick one oh because you see like Trey and pick one oh one for pick thirty three. Like I Niners would, have three comp thirds. I would do that in a heartbeat. To me, this trade sometimes like what I'm bracing myself for is like the Niners have traded Trey Lance. Like, oh my God, what they get? 
It's like a fourth and a guard. Right? I like if, if I told you a player is coming back. Feels like more likely they'd get team. like a D a tackle. Or a, oh, okay, yeah. Feels like a nickel is always involved in these trades. Some yeah, because they got arm. Banks and Burford. Um Brendel resigned. Maybe like a swing tackle, I could see, but those guys usually don't get traded. Wasn't there a good nickel in the in the foot when the football team traded for Alex Smith to the Chiefs? Wasn't it like, oh, the nickel they that the Chiefs got? Like, I yeah, it was it was uh the Virginia Tech corner's brother, Fuller. Yeah, they traded Alex Smith in like a second and they got back like or they got back a second in Fuller or something. Yeah. And Veach was like, We love this nickel since he was a sophomore in college. It's always, always a nickel in these trades. I love it when you trade for a player and it's like we loved him coming out. We've been we've been eyeballing this guy for seven years. <laughs> GMs love saying that. Like we've been keeping our eye on this guy. We loved him. It didn't fall the way we wanted in the draft. But we we never lost our love. Uh, RP, would you guys, would you trade Trey would uh, Trey for a fourth and a Minshew level player, solid backup who can start if need be? I would not. I would just draft another quarterback. I am glad that they did not. I would wonder if Purdy, like they were pretty confident that Purdy was going to be out for the season if the Trey Lance Cousins things would have came to fruition because I bet there would have been like a 50-50 chance that it would have because Kyle would have been a little desperate. He ain't trying to lose, especially if like we will trade you Kirk Cousins, I think, and it'd be easier to justify. Like, listen, Purdy's out. We got this opportunity to get a guy who 100% is ready to go. I think they do that deal. Like, if Purdy legitimately just ripped his elbow and was like 100%, no questions asked, like out for the year, it's like this is going to be an 18 month recovery or something. I think Kirk Cousins is on this team right now. Because clearly the Vikings are yeah. like, yeah, we ain't going to resign him. Fuck it. We'll just pivot, which I think is kind of bold. Like, guys, you just won 13 games. More than likely, you'll win 10 or 11 again. Like, if I was a Minnesota Vikings fan, like, what's our plan, fellas? Something about Kirk just makes teams more than happy to move on from him. Just a little Even bit when he's like been good for them, yeah, it's bizarre. Um, you know what? You sort of, it'll be if they trade Trey Lance for a pick that we think is a good a second or maybe even a third. That's a pretty unique situation for a team to trade a quarterback that has that level of value when their other quarterbacks are not established at all. To somebody, oh, and my, you know, I guess maybe somebody in the chat says Shane Steichen. It just worked with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, maybe he's the coach at Indianapolis now. But to me, Houston just feels like such a match. It'd be like, did did those guys like him more? Or do the Niners actually kind of like him? It's just a situation where, you know, uh, I don't know. They're on the Oregon Trail, and they've got a bunch of pelts, warm furs, and somebody else says, "I'm. I got to stop and build a brick house, and you got all the bricks, and you're cold, and I got pelts, and I'll trade you some pelts for some bricks. I just need what you have, and you just want what I have, and I don't need it, right? I don't need it. Maybe, but it would be a pretty to me. It's a it's a pretty dramatic thing to still kind of like a quarterback, but also be willing to trade him when you when you know your your guy, and we we love Brock Purdy here. I mean, it was undeniable how good he was last year, but he is a guy who's played half a season forget and forget that he's a seventh round pick too i mean if he was a third round pick he's a guy that's played half a season coming off an elbow surgery yeah that's just it's just a why this is a pretty wild situation well, everything they're doing has they're in a risky situation because they don't have an established thing you know but it's kind of the nfl 
Eagles break off Jalen. Now it's harder to build a team, right? I mean, they think they lose a bunch of guys this offseason because obviously they got to invest in the court. Like it's just part of the league. A lot of moves are risky. It's just when you have a good coach, when you have good nucleus, you just think that you'll be able to overcome it. And the Niners are really testing this theory out. But I also think that they justify it like we'd be no lock if Trey started 17 games, like he could not be good. And if they were to trade him, I think they would be acknowledging that they believe that, that he's just not good enough. Yeah. <sighs> Been a wild story. I mean, it's, I think the two main themes of this today, of Draymond and Trey, the cool part about sports, like you can't make some of this shit up. I mean, you can't make up the 49ers making that historic trade, the biggest trade they've ever made in franchise history, and now almost, I guess this would have been three drafts away, right? He was drafted. There's been, he was in a draft, then there was a draft, and then this will be the next draft. The way it's kind of played out in the situation where you're sitting, you can't make it up. You can't make, if I would have told you Draymond Green got suspended, you would have been like, God, did he fucking swing at someone on the Kings? No, he actually like kicked. Like you just, it's the best part. It's the one pitch that sports has over everything. It's like all the time, new shit happens. You're like, God damn, didn't see that coming. I'd say, I tell you that, like, if I just told you last year, you know what? Trey Lance is on the Texans with D'Amico Ryan's coaching them two years ago. He's like, what? Draymond got suspended is not the most unbelievable thing you could suggest. No, it's not. But if I would have, you would have been like, well, how did he get suspended? Oh, yeah, did he, he shove a guy to the ground? He did he stomp into his chest? Did he grab a fan by the neck? Did he. You know, podcasts at halftime talking a bunch of shit. I, I don't know. You, you could have had like 18 different outcomes that would not have been foot to the uh, sternum. Yeah. Chest cavity. Right. Like, how do you end up? How you went? Although. Then he called the well, entire crowd Dominican, pussies, Dominican which, I, which I enjoyed. But yeah, uh, right. th- th- someone had a still shot of Adam Silver sitting watching it, and it he was he looked. Uh, he looked pretty angry. Seething. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think to finish your scenario on Trey, as wild as it is, and have all that stuff happen, and the team not only not implode, but somehow thrive. Right? When you miss on the third overall pick, it usually sets you back. So how do you get another quarterback? It's so We talk about it all the time. It is so hard to get these guys. But I, I think good organizations, you get a lot of credit for missing and moving. Like miss and move, Right. The Eagles doubled down on Carson Wentz, gave him a ton of money. A couple years later, they had pivoted, no problem, and they got a sweet quarterback. Yeah. The, the Chiefs drafted this first-round running back, Clyde. It just doesn't work out. Within a couple years, they win a Super Bowl with fucking seventh-round Pacheco. And he looks like, God damn, this guy's again, leading rusher next year? You know? It's just the best part about the NFL, it is, of the, of the sports, the easiest just to pivot. Because you can just hit on random draft picks. You just can get random, like, practice squad guys that can become solid starters. It's just guys just kind of come, you know? There's just there's just randos everywhere, always. You just got to find a couple of them a year. Uh, John on the stream says, four to six years with Kyle Shanahan, we've played three QBs. It's the norm now. Butcherbox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off 
right now at butcherbox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years. Been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork raised, crate free and wild caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for free. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get $20 off your first order. What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at game time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called game time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, Promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M. Save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM. Save yourself $20. We don't even need a thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Todd says, I assume Trey and Stroud are similar in the minds of the Texans. Why trade? You get five years to work with CJ at only two with Trey. But you give up less for Trey. You know Trey already. Is CJ Stroud, does he have the same agent as uh, Deshaun Watson? No, CJ Stroud's, I think, clutch sports. Does Bryce have the same agent? One of them, I thought, had the same agent as Deshaun. Oh, you're right, because uh, it's C.J. Stroud. Yeah, we'll so I, I that was one rumor I'd heard, or maybe I read it somewhere, I can't remember, that like they don't like they don't even want to go down that road. After Mulgetta tried to light the building on fire with Deshaun? <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I, I think it's more that when you draft C.J. Stroud at number two overall, which I think it's pretty clear doesn't feel like they're in love with him, the player, you are at least tied to him for like a couple years. Like you're starting your clock immediately too. If if I can get if I can do one of those like hey you give me Trey Lance you give me a third round pick I give you pick thirty three, I could really just be tied to him for a year. Like if it doesn't work out we just pivot next year. Take and Caleb, if it was your Drake, third or fourth pick of the draft who cares? Not who cares but like whatever. Well the the guy they got multiple ones coming from uh, the Bulgetta Deshaun Watson fiasco right? They got the Browns pick this year. They also have it next year. Because they didn't do, which is smart when you suck, they didn't do any players, right? They just did give us the picks. Right. Seattle, 
it was just in a different spot because in their mind, like we could kind of compete. Like, give us Fant, give us some D tackle, give us a couple picks. Where the Texans were like, we just want seventy five picks, and they, and they got them, and and they were terrible, and they were terrible. They were like a coach that nobody was going to hire to become the head coach. Welcome to Houston. What was that guy's name? Who? The coach they hired. Uh, David Cully. David Cully, yeah. <laughs> nice guy. It's, it's, it's like they ensured that they were, I mean, it was crazy. Like, Davis Mills, the reins are yours. It was insane. And it worked. They got the no, second No, pick. it wasn't insane. It was, it was well calculated. Yeah, it was fine. Bottom out. You know, bought him out. Uh, you want to talk about Draymond? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's just. A are you are you con- are you contractually allowed to talk about Draymond and not defend him? Oh, well, I, I I do think it's he kicked him really hard, and to me, you know, the other players, I don't actually care, right? And my my take would be like, if Sabonis is going to miss the game, I would have done this. If he's legitimately I, I out, yes, I agree. If he's legitimately out then Draymond misses a game. You just got to be there in uniform, and then we decide. Yeah, I'm fine with that. If Sabonis is playing and they just put out, like, he's questionable because they, you know, they want to look and play. He's like, I, I, come on, what are we doing? Now, what I do think, I think Adam Silver is the worst commissioner of my life. I, I think he's a giant puss bag. And I think this last, like, month, because everyone's been calling him that forever, complete pushover, no juice, no balls, the opposite of Goodell. He's kind of gone the other way. He finds the Mavericks for tanking. Are, are you, you're going to find someone now in 2023 for tanking? Are not tanking the kidding? season, tanking the last game of the year. One, to not get... Not, a single not, game. No, not to change their seating, to be the 10th seed. Like, give me a fucking break. Which means you have to win two more games in order to make the playoffs. You, you don't have one home game. It just, what, just Come on. And... And then to suspend Draymond for, because I've seen a bunch of people say, like, his prior history, which we all know he has, but, like, was this a suspendable action or not? And I think most of the players, I saw, like, all around the league last night on Twitter, like, yeah. Dame Lillard, people like, this is Richard crazy. Jefferson, Shaq. Yeah, so I'm going to lean with them. But Draymond did go fucking nuts after. And I do think, like... It'd be one thing if, like, the, the whole team, like, it was kind of like a melee. He kind of went solo. Like, the team was all just kind of standing there. Kerr was trying to get a huddle going. And Draymond is standing. And I knew some people that, like, where my brothers lives that went to the game. And they were sitting right there. And they said it was incredible. Because the whole thing is screaming at them. They're screaming, go fucking podcast, you loser. He's screaming, you pussies. And it, they were having the time of their life. And Draymond, like... Kind of went full Dennis Rodman in in the modern way, like in 2023. And listen, I, I again, I do not like Adam Silver, but he is he was at the game. So I was I saw a lot of people. I was surprised, John, at the number of people that said they thought it was inappropriate that he was ejected. I did not think it was inappropriate that he was ejected. I mean, yes, Sabonis grabbed his leg. He stepped on his chest. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that before. It was crazy. So I had no problem with him being ejected. I really didn't. I was pro-ejection, and I was anti-suspension. I am anti-suspension. I think it's crazy that Draymond got suspended after he was also ejected and Sabonis was okay. 
Like that, if Sabonis had was gonna miss the game, that I'd feel differently. But he's he's gonna play, right? Somebody there was like this photo of like, look, he's chest bumping after the supposed sternum bruise. He must well, be so, fine. Well, I saw one that was like, did you see his two handed dunk with fury? <laughs> yeah, he had he had a couple of them, but he had the one in the game. He's fine. So I thought here's the thing: Draymond got ejected with a lot of time left in a critical game. Like that's a pretty significant punishment, right? I thought they significantly punished him and the Warriors for it. Well, as, as everyone wrote, he's going to miss the 55 minutes, the most important 55 minutes of the Warriors season. It's the incredible. end of game two and game three down 2-0. Oh. Now, when he got ejected from the finals against the Cavs and had to watch the game from the Oakland Coliseum. He, he didn't get ejected, though. Remember? Oh, I'm sorry. When he got suspended, that was a result of... They went to, that was the result of they went to the tape, gave him a flagrant, right? And then that was like, whatever, his 16th. Yeah, and whatever. Then, right? Whatever they, they they know. I, am like, I correct? I think it's seven in the playoffs, or something. right? But they didn't go to the tape and just suspend him for that individual act. Am I right? No, or, it, it was an accumulation yeah. of the points for the playoff points. So now, I say all that to say this: I am anti. I think it's silly. I can't believe that they're suspending. I think they've gotten emotional. I watched Joe Dumars, who was recently a Kings employee, who's in charge of handing out the suspensions. I actually think Dr- Draymond's mentor. Interesting, bad boy, Pistons, bad boy. Detroit guy. Yeah, you're right. I think it's interesting that the NFL and in the NBA, you have like these kind of old school players who are in charge of punishments. I think it can be a little, you know, sometimes old school guys don't love the modern player. And I think it puts guys in a little bit of a weird spot. But here's what I would say to Draymond. But what's the commissioner like? Who's he supposed to put in that spot? Because you can't no, I know. put some it's... like random Harvard white guy that like fucking 130 pounds. You're like, three games. <laughs> you know? Um. I don't think he should have been suspended. I think the NBA got emotional about it, emotional about prior history, emotional about what you said, the way he acted after the act, which is not a suspendable offense, not in professional sports. But what I would say to Draymond is like, even though you're probably in the right, like if we litigated this thing in front of the students at Harvard Law or whatever, I think they'd probably side with Draymond. But... When we're dealing with humans and the NBA people who hand out this punishment are also humans, you have to you have to protect yourself against the possibility that they don't act just black and white and they act like humans do. Like if you spend the whole game screaming at an umpire, then, yeah, you can be mad at him when he rings you up, called strike three on a ball that was six inches out of the strike zone. You can be mad. You're right. That should have been a strike. But if you spent eight innings riding his ass, you have kind of put yourself in that position also, right? And that's kind of how I feel. Like Draymond, the NBA, if they were an umpire and we checked the K-zone, this pitch was seven inches outside and they rung him up. But you know what? I mean, you spend eight innings screaming at the umpire. Like, we know how humans work. That might come back to bite you. And even though you're right, and I think Draymond's right here, he should not have been suspended. That's... Well, we understand I, human nature. Podcast hasn't dropped yet. We don't. We don't. I don't think we have his exact tape. No, we don't. But uh, I think the Warriors are right to be to think this is bullshit. But you know, this is part of the situation you put yourself in when you. I'm with you. I think if he didn't do what he did afterwards, and after the game said he grabbed me, I lost it. I shouldn't have done that. Even though I don't think he should have to do that, he should be judged solely on that act. Um, he he kind of dared him. He kind of dared him, and they they took his bait just like he took Zabonis's bait. All I know is that 
from a big picture standpoint, this is beyond devastating for the Warriors. And now, listen, there wasn't a soul, as you and I talked about, and I've gotten a ton of text messages, uh, rightfully so. People should be very excited. The Kings have to win this series now. Like, there is no, I don't see how anyone can else have a take where you're up to nothing. Draymond gets suspended. They have to beat you in one of the games without Draymond four out of five games, and you have home court. So, like, this went from, hey, you win a couple games, be an incredible accomplishment, to now, like, there is, do you agree, there is no way that the Warriors can win this series without, like, multiple people going down with broken legs or something? And even that, like, where it isn't one of the all-time feels like collapses. I mean, it, it, it'd be hard now, guy. I mean, I because if the Warriors win this game on Thursday with Curry just fucking carrying the squad on his back, which almost feels, seems impossible from what I've witnessed. And I also think, like, if the Warriors lose, which if I was a betting man right now, I, I do not think the Warriors are winning this series. Like, I think it's over. I think the Draymond Green thing is just done. Yeah. Yeah, like his, like the dynasty, this his core ten, dynasty. His tenure with the Warriors is over. Yeah. It, it's just, it's it's over. And whether that's fair or not, I always thought he was going to go to the Kings. I was like, you know, Mike Brown, they kind of need some juice. You kind of watch him play, like, I don't even know if, like, I don't know if they would do, they don't even need him. Why? Like, they already have an alpha. Well, exactly. Like, I'm not saying they couldn't use him because he is a really good He's an incredible, like, he's the best role player I've ever seen when you got sweet guys around him. Like, his, he's a championship-level winner. He, he, you need him when you got sweet skill guys. But it does feel like if I was the Warriors, even if I defended him, I think it's stupid. It's just like, it happened again. It yeah. happened again. Yeah. And, and I would say this. Think about when it happened in 16. They were up 3-1. He did come back in Game Seven and was the only. He was incredible, and then he immediately in the parking lot called Kevin Durant, and then like a month later, Kevin Durant was on the team. Like, and then they started winning again with Draymond and Kevin Durant. So he like made up for his wrongs. There's been two things this year. And listen, Jordan Poole was awful the other night, but Draymond. At my did. age, John. Clay said he's got a fucked up foot. Draymond did destroy him, and then this like I, it'd be hard to like. You can justify something, and be like, "This is a crazy suspension." It's still she's still suspended, and the reason that, and the NBA admitted it, it was because of his past history. I also think that that on the court thing. And listen, I like it. I enjoy stuff like that. Why would yeah? Why why should we be stopping this if we're a professional sports league? Right? You're saying with him screaming at the fans, it's like I saw Grant Cohen had a good tweet today. He's like, the NBA has the greatest series going, and they they like injure their own series for what? Did you reason? see the television ratings on Saturday night? No, what were they? It like peaked at like almost eight million people. The to put it in perspective, there were some Warriors Celtics games last year that did like ten. I saw Nate Silver, someone retweeted into my timeline. I was like, could this go down as like the best first round series of all time? <laughs> Just from an entertainment standpoint, it, it's really been pretty unreal. And when you factor in like the dynasty and this little engine that could, and you know, like Darren, Fo like the Kings have like some famous college player, like Darren Fox, famous college player. I think Malik Monk, pretty famous college player. Sabonis is just a famous name. Um, you shouldn't be allowed. I've always felt this way. This is not be being a homer based on this podcast conversation. Seven footers taking charges under the basket is so stupid. I know they overturned it. Sabonis tried to take the charge on Steph. That I, I hate those those plays. Draymond got one when Sabonis elbowed into him. Big guy and big guy. 
Yeah. A seven footer taking a charge on Steph is hilarious. Anyway, Sabonis so is I You're saying a four or five against a one a guy under six. Yeah, like no, nah, we don't we're not calling that. Okay. We're just not calling that. But the thing that really, even if Draymond were healthy, and I texted big time Kings believer, my dad, watching game one, I was like, are the the how could I thought I was watching that game thinking the Kings can't possibly play at this pace? Like this is gonna kill them. But that's like, no, that's how they play. And it turned out that is how they, like, through two games, the Kings just do not stop just firing up and down the floor. Now, sometimes they turn it over and sometimes they miss shots. But they look to me, John, like they are, like they look 10 years younger just by the the pace with which they play. It's crazy. If it's 3-1, game five is next Wednesday. The get-in price, I think the game, game one we talked about, just the get-in price was like 460 or 470. What's the get-in price for game five with a chance to close out? out? 600 I mean would that be the best atmosphere of the year by a country mile game five if they're up 3-1 yeah I mean the game two atmosphere how do you even I don't even know how you top what we just saw in game two but you're right I mean it would have to be even better game five would have to be better right I I think that place would be on tilt if the game let's just say the game tips off at seven by like six fifteen, like I mean, it would be there wouldn't be people outside fucking around. You, you would get in there, right? It'd be one of those events where you're just the latest you're in the building is like six thirty five for like a seven tip. You you are you're leaving work early. You you you're getting the check if you go out to get some drinks and beer. You know, at like five thirty, you're like, hey, we need to do the check. Yeah, you are There's not no, cutting it close. <laughs> no, I I think I think that would be pretty cool. Because I, I think the Warriors are done. Like I'm, and honestly, the reason I wanted the Warriors to win this series because I thought I could win the title again. I don't think that anymore. <laughs> like they're just—they're clearly—they feel old. They look kind of old. They're clearly banged up. I don't think the Kings necessarily can either. And well, it feels like a bad. Or it also just feels like a bad matchup for the Warriors, right? <clears throat> I mean, if, yeah, one thing that kind of scares me, like I, I will be rooting. I will go all in if it's Kings Lakers. <laughs> On the Kings. But I, God, I hope the Lakers don't. I mean, I go, I, the Lakers are going to beat the Kings and then, like, somehow beat the Nuggets. And then all of a sudden, we're like, are fucking LeBron going to win a real title again? I know. And, and I'm already getting queasy thinking about it. I'm know. watching Anthony Davis do dunks and Austin Reeves look like Larry Bird. It's it's, it's making me queasy, guy. I, I understand. Because <laughs> you kind of, like, start doing the thing. Giannis like, is are, hurt. Paul are George the, is are hurt. the Nuggets even that good? Like, they're going to beat LeBron and Anthony Davis? I don't know, man. If LeBron wins another title, it, it will diminish how cool last year's Warriors title was a little for me. Yeah. I think we're at, I, to me, like I'm feeling already like the first 15 minutes on Thursday night, you could feel like, oh, they're going to get swept. You know what I mean? Like the Kings, Dickens, I was texting with our buddy John Dickinson today. He told me the Kings have a better road record than home record. Like they're They've been the best the road, road team in the league. Yeah. So, like, if they don't come out and look kind of intimidated by the crowd, and they're playing with the Warriors the same way they did game one and two. Like this feels the Warriors to me need to be out to like a 28 to 10 start and just put the game away. Otherwise, they are in sweep. Because if they lose that game three, they're not winning game four. Like can they're I, getting can swept. I, can I give you another little theory I just thought of? Because it's clearly like I, I do think the Lakers are going to win that series. That they play later tonight. And if they win, they'd be up two nothing going home. Even if they lost, like they're in pretty good shape as long as they stay healthy. It, it's like it's the playoffs. It'd be round two. It would be fucking berserk. The Kings have home court. I think the animosity toward like the Warriors, just right down the road, how cool they are. <laughs> We've been a joke. Our owner came from them. 
it was just kind of built in. I mean, the Lakers thing is 20 years ago. LeBron and the Kings have zero interaction. Like, they, they have nothing to do with each other. Right? Uh, LeBron debuted in Sacramento, <laughs> guarded by Doug Christie. Oh, three. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think it's easier, like, if I'm a Kings fan, I want what they have. I'm ending a dynasty. I think it's just a more natural, like, kind of like, I get the hate. Like, I'm not saying that you wouldn't be going nuts if you're at the game. I don't know if it would quite be the same. I, I, I Again, I'm, it's being a, it'd be the best crowd in the league still. I'm not trying to diminish anything. I'm just saying this feels more like a true kind of potential rivalry and, like, we're ending them than, like, the Lakers. What do you think? I don't think there's another matchup as good as this. I don't think Warriors-Lakers would feel as good as Warriors-Kings feels. I don't no. think Warriors Lakers is right. I agree with you. Okay, Kings, seven Lakers, million people watch Saturday night because you're watching like this is incredible. I, I haven't even just, watched that much basketball this year. I'm like this is fucking awesome. And also, I think part of it, the Kings are fun, but also it's like God, this would be really embarrassing for the Warriors to lose this series. Now you could argue it shouldn't be embarrassed. They shouldn't be embarrassed. Blah blah blah. Whatever. But it just would. It just would be that right down to Mike Brown just left and he comes back and beats you guys. Just that alone is like not ideal, right? <laughs> Bob Myers is leaving to go podcast or something. Promo code Bob. I mean, Put legitimately, like he's just going to quit. I mean, that that viral video of the fan with the cowbell right behind Bob Myers, to me, that that is as good of internet content. As like that, I, I've watched that video so many times. They're like, this is incredible. This is, Bob's a true pro just taking it. It's got to be yeah. just, oh my God, shut up. I'd forgotten about the cowbells, honestly. It's been so long since they're irrelevant. I'd kind of forgotten about what a big part of the story they used to be. That's part of what pissed the Lakers off, right? Is the cowbells. Like Phil Jackson made fun of the Warriors, uh, Kings fans for it. Yeah. It feels just kind Probably of my cowbell hillbilly. Type yeah. Thing, it too. feels kind of back country to have cowbells. Doesn't Phil live in Montana? Yeah. I mean, Phil's, <laughs> these are his people. But Phil's What's also, you know, what, John, doesn't, when you make. $12 million a year as a coach in like 2002. <laughs> it's just, you're not identifying with anybody, you know? Yeah. He was, uh, he was making a lot of coin back then. Jesus. Remember that? Fuck. Yeah. I don't think there was a coach in sports that was like making half as much as him. Probably in like Oh, um, two. I remember one time seeing the, uh, reading the story when Holmgren left the Packers, they had a contract dispute, went to Seattle and they gave him a bunch of money. It was, it was like, like 24 million or something. Yeah, it was like five years, twenty million. It was like a historic deal to Mike Holmgren, Super Bowl champion. <laughs> I mean, the equivalent of that now, right? Gruden, remember, got like five million dollars a year from Tampa. Al Davis, like, we're not paying him this. What what is that number now? I mean, Sean, it's eighteen, twenty million dollars right. a year. Yeah. Lane Kiffin's making like nine and a half at Ole Miss. Some college, ba- I mean, what is some college basketball? Co- what's yeah, Nick Cronin's eight, nine making? Million? Six, Pro- seven? Pro- uh, more, I think. <laughs> yeah. What's Andy Enfield? Uh, maybe not USC? More. Uh, Makes decent I, money. I don't know. It? Probably six. Few? I mean, yeah, it's just. Sometimes when you see like Will Clark got five for 30 in 93, I was like, Will Clark had to be looking at it like, I am rich as shit. <laughs> What was the one I saw the other day? Now Jalen just gets like $50 million a year. I, I was listening to Jason Kelsey was on with Rosillo, and he's like, you know, I'm I'm very happy my guy got the money, but holy shit, when you just look at the numbers, it's like, that is crazy. Like we don't, we, we, I'm a pro athlete, and I'm not even in the same stratosphere as that guy. D- you, different universe. I, I'm, I'm going we can't to go on vacation fame. together. <laughs> no. Unless he, he pays. Wa- <laughs> yeah. 
Like he's flying private. Jason Kelsey's not flying private. Probably not. I don't think. Maybe he is. He could, but it's like, you know, Jalen doesn't even think about it. You just you get out of net chest. Hey, I'll give you a million dollars a year for the next twenty years, right? Just give me in the rotation when I need. Yeah. My hours. If I was that rich and could fly private, I would just go places to go places. Saturday, you want to just fucking go somewhere I haven't been. Grand Canyon. <laughs> I would just like pick random spots. Like, let's just go hit this place up for 24 hours back and forth. Uh, isn't that what the Kardashians did? Didn't one of them get, like, they flew from, like, you know, San Dimas to, <laughs> to fucking Marina Del Mar. Everyone's like, what are they doing? No, I, but I mean, I, I would, like, cross state lines. But I No, I like, understand. I understand. Who has the best water park east of the Mississippi? And you'd be like, let's go there at 1 o'clock tomorrow. You know, <laughs> I'd do shit like that. Right. She you was just like, like a car, like driving to the corner store. Exactly. She treated it like she wanted to get her nails done, but there's a ton of traffic. So she's got in the plane. She was in, the, I think she was in the air at peak longer than it took to go up or down. Remember that was the thing? It was like a 12 minute flight or something. Oh, oh. You know, and, but she yeah. only had to like stay flat at the peak of the flight for like three minutes. So it was oh, really either I got it was mostly ascending or descending descent. the entire time. I got you. Yeah. Well, it was literally I mean, to get like she went to the best nail salon. It just would have taken an hour and a half with traffic. If you if you buy a plane, she owns a plane. Yeah, you're just like, well, you know, I know the gas is expensive, but the more I use it, the the cheaper it is per flight, based on what I paid for this plane, right? So I, I spent the money. I better use the plane. Yeah, I just think when you have things to your disposal, right? If I told you, you got this driver. You're paying them no matter what. And you can use them at your disposal to do whatever you want, whenever you want. You would just do some things. You're like, wait, what'd you have them do? You're like, I just had them take me to 7-Eleven. You're like, what? 7-Eleven's like three blocks. You could have walked or just rode your bike. or Yeah, I just had James take me to fucking 7-Eleven. And I got Twizzlers and I came home. But you would just do things that people could not comprehend. Because that's what people that have things that you don't have, that use them consistently, you can't comprehend what they're doing yet to them. It's like, yeah, well, I got to use this guy anyway. That's why I don't judge uh, people when they're like, uh, like, for example, it'd be like if I lived in the Midwest, if I lived in uh, Indianapolis, but I was the richest person on earth, they'd be like, you know, you know, one thing I heard about Haberman, he gets all his pizza flown in from Tony's Pizzeria in San Francisco, North Beach. What a what a elitist, just high maintenance prick. Like, yeah, I mean, it's my favorite pizza and it costs me what it costs you to order from Domino's relative to my wealth, my generational wealth to just fly in my favorite pizza from San Francisco. So I don't care. Like, I don't just, you know, if you, I, I like whatever, if you like that pizza and it costs you $25 relative to your wealth to do it, then I got no problem with you doing it. And think of the commerce that you're doing for the other industry. Someone's That's making right. money on the travel. Someone's jobs. making money on the shipping. You're taking care of a small business, Tony's pizza. You know, so it has, it's not like you are one of those hoarding the money. Or just fly Tony to you. You know, it's one of those things. Like, oh, I flew him in. He's making me $30,000 to fly him in. He's making everybody pizza. My problem with that would be as someone who's waned off DoorDash over the over the years, probably, year over oh, six months, let's <laughs> pump the brakes, you know, slowly, slowly waned off it. It'd be hard to replicate. You know, it's a long way to go. You probably have to freeze it and then you cook it, you know? Yeah, you might have to fly him to you and just have him bring his oven. Yeah. But you know I think you'd be more likely 
to find somewhere in the closer vicinity where you could just have quickly. You're like, oh, this guy lives in fucking Indianapolis, but he's got it in Chicago because, like, time, you know, it's, that's pretty long travel. I've done the yeah. flight, Indy to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give me a ham pod from Pink Onion, John. Or what you could do is just create, like, in Walnut Creek, that little kind of hole-in-the-wall one. Just, hey, Tony, I'll finance it. You just send your guy with the recipe. Just fucking build it right down the street from me. That's right. I'll pay for it. Yeah, there you go. Then it's a business, and I can. Hey, it's not I even want. a restaurant tour. He just fucking bought this land, created a little Tony pizza hole in the wall, and he only opens it like three hours a week. That's right. Other just people can't even use it. There's no posted hours because it's just whenever he feels like it. Yeah, he's not even trying to make a profit. Yeah. Uh, I wonder where Draymond's going to be. You think Draymond will be at the A's game again on Thursday? A little fishy that he hasn't. I, it's one of those like with Jordan Poole. I think it's pretty telling that he hasn't come out with the podcast. There has to be some appeal process on this thing, but it doesn't I don't seem think like it's there appealable. is. No, it's just crazy. I, I can't believe they suspended him for this game, and I can a hundred percent believe. Did you understand when people were like he shouldn't have been kicked out? I didn't quite understand that take. Like he did, he stepped on the guy's chest. Like that's just, hard. Yeah. Like that's that's a that's a. a Everyone, like, you you yell fuck at a referee twice, you get kicked out. I mean, this is much worse. Well, what would the move have been, right? When he's grabbing your ankle, just jump forward and get and kind of pretend it's to It's tough. Be like, I understand a little kick to, like, get him off. Like, I get that. And then you just hope, like, oh, I hope I don't kick him in the face when I do my little kick. It's tough. You know, Sabonis. He put, that's part of it, John. It's like Sabonis start, like, he put him in a, he did that. Like, that's. He's also kind of got this very talented player, kind of European historical European NBA guy, right? Where he's just Manu meets like Pau Gasol. Like, is he tough? He looks kind of physically I built. I think he's tough, right? He gets his ass kicked. Yeah, so he, he bounces off tough, guys. But he also, like, did he flop to put himself on the ground to begin with? You know? Yeah, I mean, what do you think about the one where the call got overturned, where Draymond put his ass out, where you know, kind of backed into him? Yeah, like, what are we doing? It's not a penalty. Like, that was... I don't know. You thought that should have been a foul on Draymond or no? No, no, no. Yeah, I thought yeah, that yeah. was like, what are we doing? Sabonis, I've not watched enough of him to be annoyed by him. Uh, one thing my dad watches every, he told me ahead of time. He's like, the one thing with Sabonis, because I said it's a really likable team. He's like, well, Sabonis does spend a lot of time complaining to the referees, which is a classic, you know. European thing. King's tradition, too. Historical, great Kings team. Spent a lot of time whining yeah. at the refs. Vlade. Can you win this series if you're the Kings and get swept by the Lakers and it's still all cool? I think so. Because you had this moment. Like, you had this, you know? I would say this. If they win this series and then were to beat the Lakers, 17 years is one of the longest runs that we'll ever see in the history of professional sports again. I wouldn't say it's all worth it, but it would be, it'd be hard to top that. Yeah, yeah. It'd be one of the great comebacks to put to the postseason. It'd be one of the all, especially, wait, the two teams in California that are you, you just everything you're kind of not big city, big market, win titles. The the greatest ever. Warriors, Warriors have been doing it less longer, obviously, than the Lakers. But. The greatest ever would be the Red Sox being cursed because they sold Babe Ruth to the Yankees then never winning a championship, then being down 3-0 to the Yankees, then beating the Yankees and winning the World Series. So they're all they all fall in line behind that one. That that one can't be topped. Ever. But and this isn't the championship we're talking about here. 
if they beat the Lakers, you'd have, if they beat the Warriors and the Lakers, you start thinking like, are they going to win the championship? They would. They would have decent odds to win the whole thing. Like they would yeah. not be viewed as some little engine that could. I actually <laughs> think they'll get a lot of respect if they just if they were to sweep the Warriors. People would be oh. like, this team can make a run to the conference finals. Super chat from Corey. If the Cousins Lance rumor is true, wouldn't that mean the end of the Purdy Purdy era too? No, I think we talked. It would just been because Purdy would have been out for the season. It would have been a one year rental, basically. Yeah, it would have turned into like Kyle getting married again to him. But I'm not ruling out like Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy's make no mistake. When he's healthy, he is then on the clock for Kyle Shanahan. Yeah, well, everyone's on the clock till they prove that they're good, right? Yeah, but like he's got to prove he's better than Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is going to be a free agent. Oh, 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 oh! I see what you're saying. Oh, I'm just saying, like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see what you're he saying. He is yeah. Kyle's guy until he's not, and that happens fast. Purdy couldn't just have some shitty season and then not want Kirk Cousins next year. Yeah, or just like an okay season. I was like, eh, uh, Kyle would think about it. If it's eh, eh, I don't know. Kyle would think about it. Agreed. Rich asked, are we still doing Cousins rumors? Yes, perpetually. <laughs> All right. <laughs> On that note, thanks for hanging, everybody. Later. Later. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.